Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we are speaking with Emma Armstrong. Emma, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Bart. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm very, very well, Emma. I'm excited to chat today. Emma is the director of MPRO Consultants. MPRO Consultants are specialists in facilities management and corporate real estate. We're going to be talking a lot about the lovely challenges of real estate today as we go through all the twists and turns of the post-pandemic era. But before we get there, Emma, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, my career has been a bit of an accident, if I'm honest, Vaughn. So um, I don't think I've met anyone today yet that have said they really wanted to go in facilities management and, and um, <laughs> not just so much real estate, but facilities management. Generally, people go, what is that? And um, it's a common theme with my friendship group and my parents who still don't understand what I do. Um, but yeah, I kind of uh, fell into it by accident and, and, and I've loved it actually ever since um, I did delve into, into the world of FM, um, and which has naturally progressed into real estate. So I'm very fortunate to have worked for some of the uh, big names in the UK and globally um, here in when they were around um, CBRE, JLL Integral, I've kind of worked with all of those guys over the years um, and took the opportunity to actually just set my own business and work for myself and I've been doing that probably for about five years now um, and I've been going from kind of strength to strength in doing that and um, absolutely love my job and um, wouldn't be doing anything else, um, love my clients as well, I've got some fabulous clients I mean, now the name makes sense. The M is for Emma, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. so it's just for me, right? So, um, you know what? I thought about my business name for so long and um, I had to set up my business in about 24 hours. So it's very quick. <laughs> it was very quick and I couldn't settle on what it was going to be. But for me, I'm like a project program um, consultant. And so, yeah, anything project program related. And it's my business is me, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's so for the uninitiated, Emma, tell us a little bit about what is facilities management? What do you guys actually do? And, you know, what's the state of the corporate real estate world these days? So for FM, uh, anything involved in a, a corporate environment, um, whether that's, uh, you know, a skyscraper, whether that's um, a logistics facility, the NHS, whatever it may be, obviously that's very UK specific, anything to do with running a building. So that's keeping it warm, that's keeping the lights on, keeping the doors shut or open, making sure grounds are maintained, um, infrastructure, con you know, business continuity planning, all sorts of things that go into the running of a building mm -hmm. is, is management. It's quite a new um, sector. So 25, 30, 40 years ago, this wouldn't have been as mature as what it is now, but it's also a really growing sector. As I, I think it's a huge more. business. I, yeah. you know, um, we, we have a big office over in Spain and, um, I uh, became quite friendly with a guy who set up a business where he kind of stumbled in on it. He said that he'd gone in, gone in for an interview for a job that he didn't get. 
And when he was walking out, he noticed that the building had like all these plants that were dying. And he asked the guy at the door, like, who who takes care of the plants? And and the guy was like, ah, you know, sometimes the super, sometimes nobody. And he went to the, the owner of the building and said, hey, do you mind if I look after your plants? You know, and he ended up building basically like the largest business in Spain. And that's all they do. They just take care of the plants and buildings. So yeah. I mean, it's whether it's just the facilities of the heating and the lifts and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that is a huge growing sector. I can see that being incredibly successful. Yeah, and believe it or not, I've actually developed KPIs and FLAs around care of plants. <laughs> it, it actually exists. It's, and, you know, I, would I have ever thought that was a thing? No, but yeah, it does exist. So you can have FLAs around plants and how often they're watered. And if they die, how quickly they're replaced. Yeah. Um, you can imagine walking into a really swish hotel. You don't want plants that are, you know, not very well. So, yeah, it's all, all of those wonderful things that you wouldn't necessarily think about going to making a building operational. And, um, yeah, nice place to be. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, you've built this business. You're working in all these sectors. Now, this is a sector that over the last moment that we've been living mm. through has gone through massive changes. I'd just be really, really curious to hear how the pandemic has impacted what you do because I think even now in some of the offices that I work in, in like New York, mm. it's still a bit of a ghost town here. Yeah, so, it, yeah, it's been a bit of a journey um, for me. And I know a lot of people that do similar things to what I do have been, have been affected by the downturn. And I think for me personally, I've um, with COVID, rather than looking at actually building out proposals and supporting customers with growth, it was very much actually flipping things on its head and looking at commercial cost out and how that we can make buildings safe and close them down and mothball and getting into kind of the technical word and stuff. But um, it was more of cost out initiatives and programs as opposed to actually how do we grow and how do we improve services. Um, and there's also a lot of people kind of moving out of locations and shutting down. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of businesses, um, you know, had significant closures. And right. um, so I started to do more things like that. But then as we've come out of the other side, actually now it's more about, well, actually, what office space do we need? Because so many people are working from home. Not everybody can do that, though, right? Not everyone right. Um, but those that can, it's massively flipped on its head their real estate portfolio and what actually they need and where they need it. So people are reviewing their models, they're reviewing their space, um, and we're finding that actually that's driving a lot of um, sales, acquisitions, moves, changes, which is where I come in in terms of helping helping that move happen and, and kind of put a program wrap around around it. So, um, yeah, it definitely took a bit of a dip, but now the market is probably twice as busy, I think, as what it was. Amazing. And I can see that you definitely people trying to figure out new models. What are some of the ways people are considering? Are they just downsizing or are they shifting the yeah. way they think about the space? It's changing rapidly and there isn't one size fits all. There's no solution, there's right. no right answer. Like everybody's got to find their own way and what works for them. 
Um, some businesses are expanding, so call centres are, you know, getting busier and bigger. Um, some people are actually saying we don't need a call centre, we'll have a telephone system and dish kit out and people can work from home. Um, I'm also seeing that a lot of organisations are saying, well, actually, we don't need as much space. We'd rather have better quality space, but less of it. And we'd rather come together less frequently but when we do we'd have more purpose so the types of space they want are changing so it's more sociable it's more collaborative um you know as much as I love zoom and zoom's amazing it's really difficult to collaborate and kind of get in the flow of stuff when you're just on a computer and all the kind of social elements that you miss like the human element and I think isn't there a thing like you know you need a certain amount of social interaction to thrive every day and that's not the same on Zoom, so I'm a big believer we still need office space, but the nature in which we use it and how much of it that we use is probably changing. And, and that's what I'm having some of our clients through at the moment in terms of what, what it is that they need and what works best for them. And yeah. like, no one size fits all. And I imagine also, I mean, I know that and it'd be curious to see how it's impacted your space, but the UK had huge energy issues recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd just be curious to hear if that impacted the facilities management space. Yeah, so the cost of living at the moment, um, particularly with energy, is, is a huge crisis in the UK. So again, with cost out, you know, what can we do to be more energy efficient? Um, looking at using things like sensors. So um, at the minute or previously, there was a method that actually you'll, you'll have people on a certain schedule and rotor going to clean or mm-hmm. um, use energy as and when it's, um, you know, rotated in. Or actually, do you really need that? Or do you need to send a cleaner only when it's dirty? Can you put a sensor on so that it's triggered rather than it being actually set? Um, so there's lots of things that people are looking at across the board mm-hmm. at the minute in terms of reducing their um not just energy but just labor consumption because you know it doesn't need to be driven that way anymore we can be much more intelligent internet of things um there's so much more that can be done and as well with kind of energy consumption heating a building do you need to heat all of the building all of the time or do you mm. just need to use it when it's in do you need all of that floor space can you move people around the building so they're only in one space there's lots and lots of things that can look at and save people money in that respect yeah, I mean, I imagine people are really trying to figure out how we can save, they can save a little bit of money and lower those electric and gas yeah. bills as much as possible. Do you find that they're exploring any, let's say, sustainable energy options or where does that play in? Yeah, um, I wouldn't say so sustainability is a huge thing at the moment, not in just in the UK, but globally. So we're seeing a lot more um, sustainable projects. So people will be switching to um, looking at energy, looking at the consumption, looking at their waste um, and how they consume. Um, And it's not just about how the waste exits the building, but where it comes in. So if you reduce the amount that comes in, you reduce the amount that goes out um, and and how that is um, kind of converted and and put through recycling um, uh, points as well. and along with like lots of other initiatives, such as um, how they can reduce um, uh, carbon emissions by what you know produce they get to a location, how far away it's travelled, how local it is. There's lots and lots of things that you can look at within a location or an estate um, to again kind of cut um, your impact on the environment or your impact within your specific building in terms of its yeah. output. 
Yeah. I mean, one of the things that certainly was a movement before COVID was the kind of shared workspace movement, right? So we had all those companies appearing all over the place. Certainly, I think Regis is a British company, but, you know, lots of big players in that space. Is that continuing or how do you see that kind of evolving? You know what? We work, Regis, and there are other organisations that do that. Um, not that I'm promoting either of the two, but um, yeah, they're, they're huge in the UK at the moment. So um, the big thing we're seeing, as we've talked about, is flexibility. So mm. people are downsized in, whether they downsize and make the right fit for, um, whether they downsize to the right amount, whether they need a little bit more space. I think the flexibility that we work Regis's offer is really attractive to people at the moment and specifically when people are looking at talent crisis talent shortage actually people are looking to hire all in different locations and Mm -hmm. actually having the ability to say well you know if you want to come into london office please do but if you can't and you want an office space pop into WeWork. you know it's offering that flexibility that just without that would um maybe hinder some um uh, hiring um practices so, yeah, I'm seeing huge success in them at the moment, although I have heard that we work are struggling a little bit at the minute. Um, and I mm. think they're being challenged by um, office spaces that are looking at kind of hourly charge rates rather than daily. Mm. You're in a WeWork, you have to be there all day because they only do a daily rate, whereas I think some of the challenges that are coming up at the moment are actually looking at hourly. So there's potential for them to review their model, and I think they might they might find themselves up against it with that sort of um, Wow. I like it. Well, I mean, I can definitely see the excitement about that general space because of the flexibility piece. And I imagine that will play into what downtowns and main streets all across the UK as well as the world will look like. So, you know, Emma, when you put your Nostradamus hat on and you look into your crystal ball, what does the future look like in your space? Um, so I think we're going to see um, uh, continued trends towards outsourcing. So I think that's been the trend for quite a while, and I don't see that easing up. Um, particularly with COVID, um, a lot of people that were pending decisions were kind of saying, actually, we'll, we'll stay how things are at the moment. And now everything's kind of getting back to normal, as much as normal can be, or, or, mm-hmm. or new. Um, we're seeing a lot more opportunities come to market and I can see that continuing through as people need to be more agile, people need more support and advice that they don't necessarily have in-house progressing mm. and being more outsource driven. Um, I also think there's going to be a hell of a lot of moves and changes and fit outs that go along with that. So mm. um, I've called it the big reshuffle. So I don't know whether you heard the phrase the big resignation or the great resignation. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So um, within the real estate sector, all the things we've been talking around, all the pent-up demand for moves, all of the people looking at actually what what do we need and where, that's creating a bit of a a bit of a shake-up. So everybody seems to be moving to make them make a kind of model that works for them, and that's just driving a big shift. So um, agents are busy, fit-out companies are busy, move companies are busy. So I'm calling it the big reshuffle, which is uh, like. Well, you know, my understanding, at least in the finance world, is that reshuffles are good. 
reshuffles yeah. are good generally because change means that you can there's a marketplace and there's money to be made <laughs> and advice needed for yeah. sure right emma it's been great talking with you today we've been speaking with emma armstrong she's the director of mpro consultants mpro consultants is a specialist in facilities management and corporate real estate um, we've been talking to her about the evolution of the space over the last couple of years and what the marketplace looks like right now. Emma, if somebody wanted to reach you, where's the best place to get in touch with you? Um, LinkedIn, um, always active on LinkedIn. Love it as a, as a social uh, networking platform. Um, so yeah, if anybody wants to reach out to me, please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, drop me a message. Awesome. Well, listen, it's been great talking with you and we look forward to having you back on Uncaged. Thanks, Bon. Thank you. Cheers, Emma.